Hawks fans, yes, we are back at the end of a pretty frenetic trade period finale. Uh, Tis, it was extremely busy. I've listened to trade radio. My brain's just about dead and numb from all the ads. I've got about five hot water systems, but we've got plenty to talk about on this return episode of the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason. Mate, I've already introduced you. Your name is Tiz. How are you doing? We're recording this minutes after the closure of the trade period, and you have some thoughts. Yeah, it just goes on and on. Still all right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Steady, hot, and strong, if you don't mind. Anyway, uh, yeah, so just before the guillotine came down on trade period, we picked up Massimo D'Ambrosio from Essendon. They finally came to the table. This is the headline news, is it? Oh, well, <laughs> the guy that we, we were getting ready walked. to. We were getting ready, pulling the mics out, and then all of a sudden we were a little byline at the end of trade radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's this guy too. And, and wasn't it declared that we could have walked him as a DFA? The idea is that uh, if you're only on the rookie list, you can leave and go to a club if they offer you something better. But the AFL didn't get back to Essendon in time with a ruling because right, that okay. was changed mid-year. So, <laughs> so Hawthorne wasn't did they make it. it a retrospective ruling or you know how did it affect everything? And so Hawthorne went, well, we better just... Get yeah, into look, the club. He did nominate us. Yeah, this is the guy that we want. Let's not fool around. Let's actually just get him into the club. And that was basically how we, how we uh, were. We were very ethical over the trade period, weren't we? Yeah, I suppose we were. I'm just disappointed that Essendon, right at the death, got everything they wanted. A little annoying. I had this Wonka meme oh, the, ready to go. I had the, the video of, <laughs> you lose, you get nothing. Good day, sir. But I tell you what, the Hawthorne fans are wrapped. 99% positive about the list. Management? Yeah, well, where's this data coming from, sorry? My Twitter poll. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many people have voted on that, by the way? Like 360 okay, well, or considering something. Considering you just published it, that's not actually that bad. Yeah, I only gave it half an hour. And <laughs> that was before Massimo arrived. Oh, so, so now it's through the roof. Yeah. 100% positive. So that 1% that said absolutely not any better. <laughs> Can we be real for a second? Yes. That vote was yours. <laughs> You've been... So grumpy, and the listeners deserve to know why. Because we've been at each other off mic. Yeah. And and I feel like I'm the slightly optimistic head, and you're you're more of the negative Oscar the Grouch type tonight. Okay, so I got a, a little bit angry about, <laughs> about having to give something up to get Gunston back. Yeah, okay. And losing Brandon Ryan at the same time. That is the bit that I'm more annoyed about. Yeah. Because it's such an abrupt ending to what seemed like a very promising Hawthorne career. We saw him, what, three, four games. <laughs> I've been bullish on him before he arrived. Yeah. And then we got him in the mid-season. I thought, here we go. Started showing some good signs, some good glimpses. And now he's gone. He's off to Brisbane. And you can't hardly blame him, can you? No. You. So the club acted ethically. He's yep. got a much better deal up there. What is it, three years? Two, yeah, three yeah. years as opposed to the, the one that he was on. Yeah. Fantastic for him. And... uh don't know that he plays that much, but he's got a chance at winning a premiership up there. Yeah, well, he sits behind Danaher. He sits behind uh, Hipwood. Yeah, of course, probably more accurate kick 
than both of them. Maybe more useful on that final day in September <laughs> than uh, Eric Kapoor, for instance. And, and then apparently, um, you know, Fagan on grand final day must have been yelling, send Gunston back. Mm. And it just got taken out of context. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> he went a long way back, didn't he? He, he went all stats. the way back to Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, we, if you look at it and the changes we've made and who we've brought in, each of them is better. And obviously the headline act is Ginevan, but there this, were sorry, moments is, where I'm like, yeah, thank oh, you. my goodness. Thank you. I thought you were going to change your tune there because you've been a bit sour on the trade period. And why? Is it because? Our main problem yeah. was a key back. Yes. And that remains unresolved. Absolutely. But. And you chastised me for this, for this point. I said, we gave it a go. And you told me, that's the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. And then I replied, well, what do you want from Hawthorne? They they like, really did try to resolve It's like it. when the umpire goes, made an attempt, made an attempt. <laughs> like, Knocked out the tackle. Bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what, what do you want them to do? They chased Mackay. Yeah. And do you, do you want to be paying what Essendon's paying him? No. Absolutely not. I do not. The, Mackay and Gresham for over one point five million a year—that's insane money. Yeah, but that's you know, and then we got pushed back because of that deal. But like, my point is, what did you want Hawthorne to do? It's—it's it's not like they. Well, if you win that, you try not to pay him as much, and keep the pick. Well, they tried. Higher. They, they yeah. tried to pay him more than Essendon. That still didn't work. Yeah, that's true. Um, we chased Asava. Did which, we? Well, we did for a while there. Okay. Not sure that was ever on the cards. Well, because it's as, been pretty obvious that all he wanted to do was go back to port. Well, yeah, not as enthusiastically as as what we did for Mackay. But the point is, we we made an attempt to resolve the issue, and we just haven't. And I can get why you're disappointed. So am I. And, and it remains a problem heading into 2024. Where do we get resolution for that? Where do we get help for Sicily? Doesn't seem like it's coming anytime soon. Which is. Bit uncomfortable a feeling, really. It's going to shock Jack when he lines up in defence. <laughs> oh, no. Not Jack Ginevan. No. <laughs> Gunston. I knew what you meant. <laughs> All right. So, I'm excited about Ginevan. Yep. I have been since the middle of the year. Yes, okay. I'll pay you your dues on this. I'm not sure for all your banter about Bailey Smith coming to Hawthorne, which is well documented on this podcast. I think we could pull clips. I'm not sure that Ginevan was ever brought up on it air. It was. No, it we was. had a listener reply to that tweet that you put up with our chat. And he right. said, I did mention it on the podcast, but he can't oh, remember which one. Okay. And, I, well, uh, I can't remember. But you either. can go back trawling through them, please. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact is that you did say it. You did predict that Jack Ginevan was coming to Hawthorne. And you did so, at the very least, on July 5th. And I know for a fact that since then, possibly even before, you've mentioned it. <laughs> so here I am, sir... Giving oh, you this credit. Is humble Nick, is it? I submit myself, I give you credit for that prediction. Mate, I can't tip, and I, and I, I can't tip a Friday night game and you tip a guy arriving at Hawthorne from a few months out. And How I tell you what, fair? that's nothing because you know I might have been five what is it, four months ahead of this. But by the time Baslenka oh. <laughs> arrives, it'll be eighteen months. Well I can't poo-poo it, can I? <laughs> I can hardly scoff. But he'll he'll the rumours are he wants to come to Hawthorne. Yeah. They did they couldn't get it done with what they had. And uh, he'll it's, he'll leave next year to come to us. It's one of those things that just didn't go away. Like right towards the end of the trade period, it actually bubbled up again. Yeah. Um, so it makes me think that... Andy it, was at his uh, 
at, at what he'd call them, managers. Yeah, new digs. Yeah. Yeah. Tweeting from, no, not tweeting, Instagramming from there. This yeah, Arvo. getting on the gram and posting about that on the final day of trade period just to make <laughs> just, everyone just salivate. Just stir everyone up. Yeah, he loves it. But uh, look, that, that could happen in a year's time. But no, the headline news for us was indeed the other one of your predictions, and that was Jack Ginnivan. And- so how did I do that? <laughs> okay, all right. You're going you're gonna to peek behind the curtain. You're going to pull it back for us, eh? Well, you know. Hawthorne fan, tick. <laughs> that might be all it takes these days. <laughs> we are our strike rate for getting Hawthorne fans into the club as players is insane. And then he was getting overlooked during the middle of the year, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, so he was I, playing quite well in yeah. the VFL. And I saw him there, and I thought, oh, he's not happy. And then he got lucky to be in that grand final because he's mm. substitute in the prelim. Mm-hmm. I am wrapped to have two of the most. Outwardly competitive fellas in the league in the Hawthorne lineup, and it's quite balanced now. As a result, you've got Sicily at one end mm-hmm. and Jack at the other. Anyone else we can bring in? Well, I did mention Stephen May to you. Yeah, Stephen May, Toby Green, <laughs> Toby Green, just the most unsociable <laughs> Hawthorne outfit ever. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's got some work to do, Jack. But they just kept bringing in fellas that they felt were better than him. Well, I mean, they quite literally did that in the trade period. They, yeah, they, they brought in Schultz. And Hill the year before. Yep. So, uh, look, the writing was on the wall for him. There's, you know, all sorts of chatter behind the scenes as to, you know, his attitude and conduct and that Collingwood might be very happy to actually see him off the books. But I think it's our gain. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love all those photos of him as a kid with all the Hawthorne stars. And he's going to be... Relishing playing with Jack and uh, and Bruce in that forward line, and and you'd be wrapped for uh, Chol coming to the club. Hold your horses. We'll get to the Ginnivan deal first. Uh, it was Ginnivan pick thirty nine, a future second and future fourth arriving at Hawthorne. We had to give up pick thirty three, a future second and a future third. That is a steal. Yeah, don't it's you pretty think? Good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Graham Wright has done us kindly there. I think he's still a Hawthorne man at heart. That's <laughs> clearly what's happening there. Yeah, well, I mean, Tom won him a premiership, so uh, yeah. it's good to see something come back. How do you feel about Tom Mitchell's attitude towards Hawthorne? Doesn't worry me in the slightest. Apparently, yeah. is it true that that meeting that he's referring to was held by Robert Harvey? I don't know. Is, that's is that's that... what I heard. Perhaps. But, um, but does it matter? Is he being too precious? That's the question. I feel it's a little precious. Mm. Yeah. But he's the he was the headline act in that midfield that year, and uh, if he wasn't performing... Along with Jaeger. Jaeger. <laughs> Can't even put enough respect on his name, literally, to say it properly. I tell you what, no one mentions Jaeger anymore, do they? No, I don't. No. So you've got to give that and Mackenzie and the club a big tick for picking Ginevan out so early and getting him across to the club. Well, you say so early. Uh, I reckon they've had their eye on him for a long time, but this was done very, very late. Well, this exploded out of nowhere. I mean, Collingwood wouldn't have given him up if they hadn't landed Schultz, and we tried mm. to land Schultz ourselves. Yeah, well, we were gearing up for uh, last assault. year. Well, not only last year, but looking at 2024 as well yep. is the word. We were gearing up for an assault on that. Well, that's where um, you know Bailey Smith becomes interesting, because if we get Bailey Smith at the end of next year, mm. while we're also trying to pick up a free agent who's a key forward, yeah. and there's a few around... Mm. Uh, that'll make quite an interesting trade period. It could be a big one. I'm excited. Well, I think you should be excited by Ginevan because at the very least, as, we, we're, as we're discussing, what what is the overall outlook of this trade period? 
I think you were taken by the fact that we didn't draft, we, we didn't trade in a key defender, mm. and so therefore, how have we improved? I think it has been a, su- a successful trade period. In, we didn't in a, in improve a very, the midfield either. Yeah, but that's the part that's going pretty well. I so mean, Kinnaman plays that. high up the ground. And yeah, very good distributor. Look, I, I, all I want to say is I think it's a minor improvement. It's, it's you were a, all sunshine and, and flowers no, that, before. That's not true. That's not true. I said it was an improvement. It was just comparative, was it? No, no, well, <laughs> the I think, storm I think it clouds was. over here. Yeah, the storm clouds <laughs> were over your side of the room, and I was I was sitting pretty over my side of the room. It's um the the big improvement would have been the in the key defender stakes, but we couldn't get that done. So then it was about trying to make minor improvements where we could. It was kind of related to what we lost. I mean, Tyler Brockman leaves for pick 44 and pick 63, I believe it was. Yep. And so then you look at, well, we got Jack Ginevan. I'd say that's an upgrade. Let's say we improved marginally in that area. And you can't ask for more than that. We lose Tyler Brockman. We bring in Jack Ginevan. And then we look at the idea of uh, Cozzy leaving. Yep. And then we bring in Chol. We so a- we held out on that a long time and then we just yeah. accepted it at the end. It seemed like it, yeah. Yeah. I thought that might happen. But the, the idea of this... Tall forward who can play a bit of rock leaves the club, and so we immediately remedy that by bringing in Chol. I see no problem with that. I think Chol is an upgrade on Cosy, not a huge one. I'm not saying that he's a superstar or anything, but I think he is a bit better. So it's just, when see the way I look at it is, is what's their ceiling like? Mm. What's the um, ability for improvement? And and uh, it's all unknowns. But well, you tell me, gut feel on Cosy? Has he hit his ceiling? I did think it was being overlooked week to week and hmm. he didn't seem to be improving. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's, that's your data. <sighs> yeah, but... I think if both players have hit their ceiling at the moment, Chol's ceiling is higher. <laughs> he rates a bit better than Cosy. He just does. Yeah, okay. Now, the important thing to remember in all of this is that we have a couple of father-sons, so we only wanted to keep our first round and then back it up with a whole lot of picks. And uh, we did just that. Mm. I think you've got the screenshot in front of you, or maybe I can bring it up. No, no, I'll, I'll read it out. Okay, so. <laughs> all right. The, the it, amount of picks that we've ended up with. We got pick 49 for the Cozzy deal, by the way, and with Marbio Chol, we brought him in 62, and we uh, got a future second onto, uh, well, went onto the Suns. For this year, we have picks four, 44, 47, 49, mm-hmm. 61, 62, 63. All right, so that's quite a bit of currency. Don't we have an 80 in there somewhere as well, or did we get rid of that? There will be an 80, but it probably, you know, we're not going to use it. The thing is, next year we will not have a third round pick, I believe. And we also gave up the future fourth round pick. Yeah, for Massimo D'Ambrosio. Yeah, and... And pick 61 went out as well. Yeah, actually. Six, so 61 in the future fourth for Muscle. Yeah, yeah, so it's 4, 44, 47, 49, 62, and 63. So, Tiz, have. just how are we going to spend those picks? Or how are they going to be spent for us? Who are we taking with pick four or whatever it becomes? Well, for me, it's between two players. Yeah, let's hear them. Watson and Dersma. Okay. Curtin? Possibly. See, do you, do you take all the way up to the draft? We can actually, or anyone can actually trade picks. Yeah, that's true. But do you want Curtin and McCabe in the same draft hand? Sure, that's ideal. You get McCabe out of this, 
Uh, could be. Look, his upside is enormous. And we're getting, we're actually, if you look back, the really good teams have a few father-sons. Mm-hmm. You saw that with Collingwood this year. You know, they've got captain and two Dacosses. It really bolsters their team. Anyway, we have to make the most of those things. So you've also got Culture Deer, who's played quite well. Yep. And uh, we've got the NGA with uh, two GF. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then is Ned McGuinness this draft? I think he is. Uh, so I need to double check that. So uh, you know we've got we've got potential there. We don't have to have high picks mm. after our first round. Mm. GF might be taken. Yeah, yeah, but that will probably happen inside yeah. the thirty. But we'll mm-hmm. see. You're burying the lead, of course. Which there's, one? There's one guy. <laughs> there's one guy that uh, that we haven't really mentioned much. What Harley Reid? <laughs> I'm going back to the trade period. Oh. I'm dragging you back there. All right. How do you feel about Gunners coming back home? Um, oh, gee, it's not Why positive. did he ever leave in the first place? Because it sounds like he had a bit going on that year. And sometimes you need to get away. Sometimes you need to change your life, shake things up. You know, his father passed away. Grief is potent. It's powerful. It does things to people. Yeah. I think maybe he needed a change of landscape. And, and then it was quite awful watching him play against Hawthorne this year. He didn't look anywhere near the player he's been. No, no. So I hope he can come back to what? What did he get? Twenty-two goals this year. Yeah, Six of them Brisbane, against yeah. West Coast. Played yeah. seventeen games. Um, you know, it's not a bad effort. Well, they're not looking for him, Brisbane. They're not looking for him to kick goals per se. They've got Danaher, and he did take Hickwood. a while to fit into that structure. Yep. They were got Cameron going with. as well. <laughs> he's just. The football smarts that he brings to that forward line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the um, the upside of having him back. Apart from the sentimental story, which is huge for me. I just love that he's back. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Bugger the analytics. It's all heart here. Yeah, it's kind of, it's not not as good as the uh, the Trent Crow. I mean, you're setting quite trade. a high bar. <laughs> I mean, really. But I think we got... Didn't we get uh, Bailey McDonald from the pick yeah, that we got? that's from- right. Gunston? Yeah, so. you sussed that out because you said initially, we let him walk for free to Brisbane and we had to pay to bring him back. Yeah. You were furious. Yeah, and then and I then, challenged you on that. And I then, said, no. And I, I went and looked it up. Yep. I said, I think we did trade for him and that happened to be true. And we got Bailey McDonald, who I know that you're a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that quick, I'm very much a fan of. <laughs> well, I think it's worked out pretty well. I Look... I'm a big daydreamer. I'm a big sentimental softy at heart, and I just can't help but but forecast in the future that moment where we're all back at the G again, and Gunston kicks his first goal back for the Hawks, and just the cheers, and Ginevan getting a high tackle, and the jeers going up around the crowd. It's it's all going to be sublime theatre, Tiz. I don't know what it is about Jack Ginevan. What are we going to call him? Because we can't keep calling him Jack, Ginny. Well, it's not Ginny because it's not it's not with a soft it's not with a J sound it's it's Guinea. Okay. Piggy. Piggy. Guinea pig. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> We've already got one piggy. Yeah, I know we do. It's, <laughs> we can't really recycle that, can we? It's a pretty famous pig as well. <laughs> Jack Ginnivan, Marby Ochoa, Jack Gunston all go into the round one lineup. It's yeah. only Massimo that would be a question mark. What is the role they're looking at him for? And it sounds like 
if Massimo had been available, mm-hmm. they would have taken him in the mid-season yeah. draft. Yeah, oh, they've been fairly keen on Massimo for a while. Uh, what role does he play? Well, he's been playing off the half-back as a defender. Oh, for, good, we've got uh, another one. Excellent. Well, that's what people have been saying. Like, <laughs> why the hell are we going after this guy? And I say you're thinking too small. Think you outside think, the box. You're thinking he wants to be deployed on the wing, aren't you? Potentially. Uh, he could also be a pressure forward. Because he's an excellent kick. Yep, and very zippy as well. I tell you what it means. That means Bramble's not being retained. Yeah, well, it? that's exactly where I was going to go with that. Yeah. And I would say that now, as of this evening, Bramble is probably a bit deflated because he probably knows what that means. Yeah. And so, Gunson coming back similarly means that the bloke that was elevated... Yep. Ferg, he's gone. Yeah. Unfortunate because I'm a big fan of Ferg. So. And Long... Well, Long is the guy that just doesn't get talked about at all. Yeah. That I would absolutely retain. I don't see why it's even a question. I thought he earned it. I thought he was fantastic for Box Hill. Right. He got very limited chances in the seniors. I thought he should have got more chances in the seniors than he did. And when he was in the seniors, he was an everywhere man. Well, yeah, he wasn't really played. He wasn't played to his strengths. What he was showing at Box Hill wasn't replicated in the seniors because he wasn't given a chance to do so. But of course he wasn't given a chance because we're we're trying to solidify that what is effectively becoming an A-grade midfield. You know, Jai, Day, Nash. Now, we haven't been back since the Peter Crimmins. That's right. That's exactly what I'm getting at. you want to put him in the right order? Daisy, top of the pops, number one. At a fitting, a fitting piece, yeah. He was fantastic. My tip, my prediction was Jai. I know. And he got very close. So there's no shame in being wrong, Tiz. Because <laughs> you were definitely wrong. <laughs> you said Sicily, didn't you? Back did. to back? I did, yeah. Yeah, I tipped Jai. So I was wrong too. So it was Daisy, Jai, and then... The con. The Celtic warrior, the Irish enforcer himself, Connor Nash, with a, a podium placing in the PCM and most improved. Amazing. Because yeah, once he got the most improved, I was like, oh, it's going to be all downhill from here. <laughs> and he's still got a podium finish. Well, he has been terrific. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, one of the hallmarks of the best and fairest is, of course, consistency. consistency. And Connor Nash was unbelievably consistent. I mean, all three were. And there's your midfield right yeah. there. And again, I don't want to bring it back to this place. How did the rucks go? <laughs> I don't want to bring it back to this place, but getting rid of Tom Mitchell and Jager O'Meara doesn't seem like oh, such a big deal, does it? Gracious, yeah. Well, someone has to talk about it because the media won't. They'll just move on. Yeah, no, but that was tanking. Now, um, <laughs> are we any chance to get pick one out of West Coast? No. There were parts of me that felt that we could give up pick four to someone who would then trade with West Coast to get, well, Baz out of the dogs, but that didn't happen either. No. No, that was on. That was rumoured for a little while, but it didn't transpire. I think I can't imagine the West Coast dealing with any other club but North at this point. Yeah, why would they entertain sliding when they know that? Because their list is so putrid that if they can get three in the first twenty, it's better than just one. I suppose so, but no, I I think they hold on to it unless North try and engineer something like they'd get four in the first twenty because they've already got. 19 or 20 as well, mm-hmm. depending on how they move. But, mm. ugh. like, it was, it's so compromised, this whole trade period, due to North. Yeah. Again. That's right. I mean, I, I did post that. Like, that. we get frustrated with McKenzie and you keep a Z extended throughout his name. <laughs> well, he, he was asleep he, most of the <laughs> trade period. Come on. He do, he do, and he does come out looking like... 
He's been asleep. Like <laughs> this is really unfair because obviously the truth of the trade period he look, is it's he, not that he looks asleep. It's like he's stressed. That's well, what well, it looks like. I, I just want to say that I joke that he's been asleep. He clearly is working hard behind the scenes. Yeah, but, but it comes just, to yeah, it's just funny that it happens right in the, the last trade period. Day you can just imagine the alarm going off and he's like, <laughs> oh, "This is a nice, nice sleep." Oh God, it's the end of the trade period. And we thought Essendon was hard to deal with, but then Geelong. Went and made sure yeah. they got pick ninety something. Yeah, that's for Asava. Yeah, that's what they were holding out for. What on earth? Yeah, just weird. Just being pricks, basically. Doesn't make any sense. But the not whole, even going to use it. The whole North thing is, yeah, they might as well have the whole top twenty cells. They got so many picks. No, it it frustrates me. Drake and Clarko likes the draft now, or <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to like the draft now with their hand. Yeah, but they put, but he. That was the worst quote of the whole trade period. Go on. Was him going, we've put so much effort into Ben. Yeah, we. Yeah. He's done bugger all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Maybe if you put so much effort into Ben, he wouldn't be shanking it when he kicks across goal. I've got to say, though, that forward line is a lot more exciting. The 2024 edition, that's yeah. a lot more exciting. Yeah. Chol can take a mark. It'll make it much easier for your mate. Yeah. Mitch Lewis. Yeah, it's a good combo, I reckon. It's a good dynamic duo. We won't have Wingard for ages. Yeah. Look, this is a forward line that's still, even in spite of this trade period, and because, again, we've lost Ryan, so we're now another forward down. But, mate, we, we were kicking good bags yeah. with that forward line, so it indicates that our ball movement allows for big scores. Yeah, it can it can still happen. It can still happen. I don't think we've taken, like I said, I don't. The trade period to me represents a minor improvement. I don't think we've taken a backward step. We just didn't get to improve the part of the ground that we really desperately needed to. Now, do you reckon Ginevan will be able to bring that, you know, that swashbuckling yep. attack to the Hawthorne forward line? Well, like I, the, I, I like sure the, hope so. The IP, you know, the intellectual property yeah. of that, how it works. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to bring that with him because that's part of trading players these days. Yeah. You try to get not only their experience, but I mean, the IP. I could just as easily see him tuning out of team meetings, can't you? <laughs> I think he's fairly intelligent, don't you? I think he's good at football. Yeah. And that, and that can be enough. You think it's just footy nouse? Oh, I think there's some of that in the way he plays, yeah. Well, he has time and space. You mean that goal he kicked against Eston? Mm-hmm. Major game. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't have any trouble turning up on the big stage. Yeah. Oh, I think it makes us a better team. He's exciting. He's a playmaker. He's a highlight reel. Um, I just I hope he can bring the pressure game because it's something we're still, still searching for. I tell you what, if Marby or Troll produces... A, uh, a pressure game. I don't know. You'll find me in, in the bullring bar or something. You'll have to pick me up and take me home, I think. Do they uh, serve humble pie in the bullring <laughs> bar? or <laughs> It's just... The reputation it's just not is... something that I... Yeah. The, the reputation is that the work ethic might not be there yeah. as much as some other, some other players. So that's what you're driving at. Well, yeah, everyone's having that drive, drive-by, but, you know, he's never really been given a real go has he what's interesting about our forward setup now is um you know i think internally the chatter has been that the club really rates ramston mm. and and his trajectory friend of the show max ramston mind you <laughs> uh and i think big things are going to be expected of him so he needs to fill out still he's still very young for a ruckman. yeah yeah 
And well, uh, he's like twenty years old, isn't he? So yeah, but you know, we well the supporter base heaped pressure on Cozzy. Yeah, true. And, and he was a big body. Yeah, well, yes, that's true. So you, know, you got to be careful with these young fellas. I, I think they'll uh, they'll want to see some more out of Max as a forward, though. Yeah, this coming year for sure. I think, especially having lost Brandon Ryan, which clearly the club didn't really want to do, but here we are. So. Can we still run two rucks, do you think? As oh. well as Chol and, and Lewis? God, that's a tough question. I'm not even sure where we stand with that. I think some of our best footy was played when we didn't have two rucks. I, I definitively said at the start of the year, this is our strategy, we want to play two rucks. Yep. And then as the year progressed, I was like, I don't think that's working. <laughs> so just where we sit with it, I guess we'll have to wait until match sim early next year and look at how we're shaping up and what we're trying to do because I like I think it's a reasonable question do you play Chol, Reeves and Meek and Lewis land of the Giants yeah I mean our midfield's going to be pretty damn good next year like Mm -hmm. they improved far more than any of us expected yeah true so the more they play together the better Mm -hmm. what can we do Nick what can we <laughs> That's do? A broad How question. far can we go with How this? How far can we go? Um, oh, look, I had us tracking upward for 2024. I, I had us maybe knocking on the door of the eight at most. That's optimistic. So where are you popping DGB? Oh, God. That's a question without notice, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he's a defender, and I take Sam Mitchell's cues in that. In playing him forward? No, Sam has said... That he long term, yeah, imagines DGB being a defender. Okay, and that that was a, at Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. That was a little bit of a dabble because we went into this trade period thinking he was going with Brocky. Potentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, no, they, they hit that on the head. They uh, they see Denver as a defender. That was just a bit of dabbling throughout the, uh, the back end of the year, and Mitchell discussed that he's on the record of saying yep. that so i'm gonna to have to take him at his word and say that denver goes back into the queue oh. what's on your mind what is that reaction how many more months do i have to wait until we get to see this team roll out because ages well that's the power of a good trade period mate and notice how we call it a good trade period yeah wasn't a great trade period it was a good trade period yeah can do you Hawks accept nest that have long uh, sleeves yet because <laughs> the, the long that. sleeves are taking over yeah lewis sicily Wingard, Ginnivan, <laughs> Gowers, the president himself. Oh, yeah. See, it starts yeah. at the top, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're hugely popular, the long sleeves. I don't see it myself, but people love them. At one point, I had the little, you know, daydream that we got petty out of Melbourne. That sounds petty in and of itself. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. You know who else wears long sleeves? Who's a star at Hawthorne? Caitlin Ashmore. Oh, yes, she does. Yep, she was fantastic against the Swans. And, uh, God, they we, played well, didn't they? We made the Bloods bleed again. <laughs> They're bunnies, mate. Bunnies. Up there. And they started very well, the Swans. But mm-hmm. uh, it was all us after that. Well, I think the frustrating thing for Hawthorne is they just couldn't find the scoreboard. There's mm. no reward for the effort. Could not convert to save themselves. Yep. And then uh, what I'm really pleased about with that game is that they didn't drop their heads. They retained that spirit of... We've just got to keep on plugging away. If we keep on working, we'll find the reward. We have Port Adelaide in a couple of weeks, don't we? We do. We have Richmond first, up in Cairns, and then Port. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know why we're going to Cairns. But the Port Adelaide one, 
That has win written all over it, right? Yep. That'll be the last game I get to go to, I think. So I'll be, I think I'll be heading to that one. And yeah, I'll be hoping for a win. Yeah, I think if you're, uh, if you're a Hawks fan, that's the game to try and get to because it mm-hmm. should be good weather down there too. Yeah, that's right. So we've got Richmond and Cairns. We've got Port uh, down in Frankston at Kinetic Stadium. Then the final game is against Geelong at GMHBA. And, um, and we're one of the only AFLW teams to be getting bigger crowds than they did last year. Is that right? I wasn't aware of that stat. Well, there you go. Doing pretty well. Yeah. Although was... Sydney are leading the way. <laughs> are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, look, it, it's been a funny old season for Hawthorne AFLW. I really thought we would have notched up a couple more wins, but only because we look better on paper. Oh, it's all development. Yeah, I suppose so. We really need a key forward. We've got some young midfielders. Yeah, we do, and they're fantastic. Yeah, but they're, they're still they're, raw, you know? Yeah, key attractions. I mean, the midfield's fantastic. Um, shame that Catherine Brown did an ACL, mm. uh, having such a great season and a huge component of that back line and just, no, down she goes. Anyway, no premiership this year. No, no premiership. Well, I mean, it wasn't expected, was it? But we're not whinging like West Coast. Do they have to whinge in both forms of the game? <laughs> he said, why do we have to play Melbourne? <laughs> And uh, I thought to myself, well, Hawthorne played Melbourne yeah, in the preseason as well. As well, yeah. And then we got the stuck, uh, we got the stuffing knocked out of us. Then, yeah. Well, imagine our attitude. You know, we go to the preseason against Melbourne down at Casey Fields. We get absolutely towelled up. Look at the fixture and go, oh, good. We've got that mob in a few weeks again. Great. Look forward to it. Anyway, um, after that, we got the draft. Yes. And we're going to be picking up two round one talents with one round one pick. Talk Whoever to me. we take at pick four or five or whatever becomes. And, of course, Will McCabe, who's definitely a round mm. one mm-hmm. talent. Might be a start towards those key defence stocks. It's <laughs> a very slow start. There's a lot of development to come, but we've started to address it yeah. at that point. And Paul Deere's boys put his hand up, and I hope he gets rewarded with a spot. Well, he seems to hit the scoreboard enough as a key forward. Yeah. Which, but, again, could could use that at Hawthorne, to be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a spot for him, isn't there, after this trade period? I can't help but feel that in the in the glut of information that's been... We've been assaulted by data this trade period, especially this final day. When you see how many ins we had and how many outs we had with all the picks and things. Well, it makes me feel like we've skipped over something. But we're, do, we're flying by the seat of our pants at this episode. We don't have notes in front of us. We're just going for it. So if there's something that we've missed... Well, what we've come in with and what we've left with, we've done very, very well because there's just no value in those second and third round picks for us because mm-hmm. they're going to be consumed That's by right. someone else bidding on Will McCabe. Yeah. And then what we're left with gets converted, the points get converted to another pick, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah, we could do quite well. We just want Will to go late in the draft, don't we? <laughs> Preferably. Yeah, and we also Look, need him to nominate us if that well, isn't yeah. too much travel, really, Luke. It's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, how are they going to get that done, I wonder? <laughs> uh, it is strange that that hasn't been recognised formally just yet because there's been articles I've read about Will that uh, he's talking about the club yep. and he's talking about the club's interest in him, as you'd expect, but nothing formal like uh, what happened with Tugiath, uh, which was, you know... Is he a part of the NGA? Oh, now he is. Okay, great. Well, that's been formalised. Yeah. I'd love to have that for Will, but it hasn't happened yet. I guess there's time. Yeah, of course, there's um, there's something to think about there. If you go in the first 20, you get a couple more years and a high pay. 
Mm-hmm. So the thing about Will is he's been. Um, I feel like he's been sliding a little bit, just slowly in projections, place by place. Hopefully, by Nick. Hopefully, but I have no concerns over picking him up. Oh no! What Will McCabe at uh, at Hawthorne, and I think we'll get him. So we've had Wright, who's lifted everybody's expectations. We forget the mistakes he made. I went back through it, and there were quite a few. Like name names. No, I don't need to nah, name names. But when Give me we one. when we look at Mackenzie, that last year's drafting, mm-hmm. very very good, mm-hmm. and to go out of his way to get another pick inside the first twenty, yeah, you know that was massive. Well, we wait to see what happens with this draft, but I think he's on track to to have had a couple of pretty good years. Yeah, really. We only need like three in a year. <laughs> we only need to nail it and <laughs> one year. Like you can build a very good side off yes. one really good draft. Mm-hmm. Weddell eclipsed Mackenzie quite easily this Weddell, year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping to see more of Mackenzie and what he can do. I'm hoping the development is there to put them more on an even, even sort of keel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, Ward and Mackenzie both have a lot of upside that we haven't seen yet. Correct. Is it just because McDonald and Weddell are a bit more flashy? Is that it? Are we just seduced by the, the flashiness of them? I look at McDonald and I think next year, him and Ginnivan oh. in that forward oh. line with Bruce and Jack Gunston. I mean, that that sells the membership. I saw they said, um, why don't you sign on with yeah. Jack Ginnivan today, yep. the membership department? Yeah, like, that's uh, not bad. That's pretty good. Are you Gin? <laughs> is something that what like they did? That. Yeah, or, or everyone all aboard the Guinea van or something like that. It's oh, really okay. Well, maybe it took them by surprise as well. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look at that, and you look at you know some of the you got Dylan Moore up there as well. There's some very very tricky players now. The potential's there, and the th- other thing about Guinevan is he's a big, loud mm-hmm. personality. <laughs> yep. Don't you think? Yeah, other people would describe it slightly in different terms than that, but yep. Annoying. Yeah, I was going to say less less charitable terms than that, no, I who think. Who cares? He's, he's on my team now. Exactly right. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> How good has it been in the last, well, the last 24 hours to see... The whole Collingwood army turn sort of just turn. Now, round one, obviously Collingwood want to go to Sydney and play them. Mm. And then obviously round two, it'll be us because they're, they're two blockbusters. Probably mm-hmm. a Friday night. What do you think? Oh, well, you we, beat, we beat them. Oh, we've earned it. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Primetime Hawks. Get them in with the winner. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. Everyone, all their fans are so salty. They've turned instantly and it's just so good to see. <laughs> Is that how all fans are? I guess it is, isn't it? No. Did you boo Jack when he played for Brisbane? Yeah, no, I take it back. I, <laughs> I, did, I didn't, and I wouldn't. How is Isaac? You would have uh, said hello at the 2013 reunion, would you? I didn't say hi, but uh, we've mentioned this on you the podcast. You didn't forget his name, did you? <laughs> I, I, I mentioned this on the last podcast, I think we did, that at that reunion. It was just so heartening to see him back. In the fold and amongst everyone. And uh, was that when Gunston well, decided? Well, Jack wasn't there that night. That's right. But 
I'd have to check the photos from the from the trip the day after where the players and, and Clarko, right. they had like an unofficial get-together and they're on a boat somewhere. I'd have to check the photos to see if Gunston was in those. Because, I mean, if he was, you have to think that Sam takes him aside and has a bit of a word, maybe. Or he takes Sam aside. Or, yeah, possibly. Can we get an interview with Jack Gunston? Oh, I would love to know. I mean, look, someone's, someone's going to be... Look, the media's obviously going to be... You know, onto him much quicker than us. An independent organisation made up of two people that have jobs <laughs> rather than people who are journalists in the football world. I think they're going to beat us to it. But I would love to know what the story is. What was the past year like for Jack Gunston? And what fed his decision to come not only back to Victoria, but specifically back to the nest? Can you tell that this is a bit <laughs> without a rundown this week? We're doing it straight after the trade period has ended. We're going to get to some social media stuff now. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. That's how you might be listening to us right now, or Spotify, perhaps. Uh, you might want to leave us a rating or review. We'd really appreciate it if you would take the time out to do that. That makes our day to read that stuff. When people leave us a five-star review and say nice stuff about the podcast, it uh, helps other fans to find us too. So we'd really appreciate it if you could take some time to say some nice things about our show. You can find us online uh, on our social channels as well. We're on Twitter or X if you prefer. You heard that they're all, all, they're all going to have to pay a buck to keep up with us? That's not true. Isn't it true? Where is this coming from? Oh, I got reported on Forbes, I think. In order to get rid of bots on nah. X, everyone's going to have to pay a buck. Nah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Elon Musk says a lot of stuff. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Then again, he did change the change it from Twitter to X <laughs> inexplicably. On a whim. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll bite my tongue on that one. <laughs> anyway, you can follow us on X, as it's now known. Could have, change next week. Have you watched any of his uh, rocket launches on Absolutely X? not. <laughs> it's pretty cool. You can find us I on was the, bored enough to watch it. Find us on the other hellscape, uh, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. And threads. Facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. And we're over on Instagram too. Come join the conversation. We love talking with people on all of our social channels. It's uh, part of why we do what we do. It's enormous fun. And especially during the trade period. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got a comment. Everyone's got a... Uh, a theory about what Hawthorne's doing and where we're headed. And it's great to hear from everyone. You can find us on Patreon as well. Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. For the uh, the price of merely, you know, a cup of coffee a month is about what it costs. You can, you can subscribe at any tier, really. But for that much, you can get all of our bonus content. You can become a subscriber and listen to an entire archive of bonus Hawk Talk podcast and more coming out for that over the off-season, Tiz. Patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. All right, well, I'm going to go down to uh, Frankston for that game. That'll be fun. For the uh, the Port Adelaide game? Yeah. In a, in a, well, it's about a week and a half now. Mm-hmm. I will see you there. And then I might go for a dip if we win. I will not see you there. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be a bit cold? What time is it? I think it'll be a bit cold regardless. Oh, okay. I'm not too worried about <laughs> the time. Isn't it summer? It's nearly summer. Yeah. Well, what's well, Melbourne as well, mate. Yeah, you just never right. know. Okay. Mate, we should let the listeners know when we're going to be back because we took a little bit of a break. Now we're recapping the trade period. Well, we do and... the draft live over yeah, two nights. Definitely doing the draft live. So you can catch us on Twitter or X if you prefer. We'll be doing that live when it all kicks off, bringing you rolling coverage. Last time we uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. I remember we had some KFC as well and yep. just really settled in for a big evening. Mm-hmm. Might not be so big with all our picks consumed with... <laughs> Will McCabe. Well, I mean, we'll get one early. We'll get Will McCabe at some point, hopefully a lot later, and then towards the end. 
if this trade period has taught us anything, is that a lot can happen in 24 hours. A lot can happen in a single moment to change the landscape of everything. And that could happen draft night. Yeah, I mean, you can trade picks live now, so anything can happen. So make sure you join us for our live draft coverage over nights one and two. And apart from that, uh, AGM, we've got probably a Christmas special. We've got our season wrap. We're going to recap everything. We're going to tie it all up in a nice, neat little package. And uh, even more besides that, a flag to bonus content, mate. So we've got a fair bit to do yet before the year is out. But the important stuff is done. We've booked accommodation for Gather Round. Absolutely. We're less than six months away from Gather Round. I cannot wait. Yeah, and I can't wait until we're in Mount Gambier or something. You know, we're just well out of Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> They say off-Broadway, is that? <laughs> yeah. That's the term? <laughs> Where they sent north last time. Well, that'll be it for this trade recap edition, this ramshackle trade recap edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. Catch you soon. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.